This is the Sleeper Hold Podcast. Welcome to the Sleeper Hole Podcast, where there is no disqualification on the topics and falls count anywhere. I am your host, Priest, and I have something a little special and fun for today's episode. Initially, we were planning on having my friend Mickey Thomas on here to talk about the independent world versus the national TV world of wrestling. However, due to some personal circumstances, he was not able to make it. So, we will save that for another time and look forward to having Mickey on our show. As for today... I want to tease around with the famous superstars that you may remember in the ring and how they have sometimes jumped from the squared circle to the silver screen. That's right, today we are talking about when superstars go to Hollywood. Now wrestlers have been entering the silver screen since back in the late 1940s, but that's back when it was not such a hot commodity as it is lately. Most of the time, if you didn't know wrestling, you wouldn't even know that the person you were watching competed in the squared circle, with the exception of the iconic names like Hulk Hogan. One of the first wrestlers to make it to the silver screen was Tor Johnson, but I am not too familiar with him, so I don't want to go into too much detail there, but at least give a respectful tip to my fedora for him. The first movie to really highlight wrestlers onto the screen was in 1974, named simply The Wrestler. To make it simple, it wasn't much of a strong plot. The main guy, Frank Bass, is trying to defend what he feels is right and clean up the corrupt wrestling industry. The movie had legendary names like Nick Bockwinkle, Ric Flair, and Dusty Rhodes. In 1978, Roddy Piper debuted on the silver screen in the one and only, but only as an uncredited fill-in. During the same time, many wrestlers such as Ted DiBiase and Terry Funk were featured in Sylvester Stallone's films like Paradise Alley. But again, these were times when these guys wouldn't be recognized by the common man if they weren't a wrestling fan. Hulk Hogan would be the man to break that barrier. When you talk about wrestling, almost everyone who is in their 20s or older can associate wrestling with the one legendary icon, Hulk Hogan. And it was this man who bridged that gap of association to the silver screen by his debut against Stallone in Rocky III. Now, I've never seen the Rocky movies, but I have admitted that I will one day actually sit down and watch these movies and give them a fair chance. All I ever know about them is the things that people do in comedy, skits, cartoons, and just joking around with friends. Adrian! So, I don't know. I'll give him a fair chance. We'll see what happens. But from what I've been told, though, Hogan was not half bad in that show. He got better over time, I assure you, but a good start in his movie career. Another iconic name to soon follow Hogan in the movie world was the one person that was one of my favorites, Andre the Giant. He first debuted uncredited as the final monster, Dagath, in Arnold Schwarzenegger's film, Conan the Destroyer. 
That's right. If you remember that movie, the big ugly monster at the end that almost kills Arnold and has that shiny little horn, that was actually the greatest giant in wrestling history in disguise. <laughs> Sorry, Big Show. Now, here's one for you that even surprised me to find out. Ever seen the movie Highlander? You know, with Christopher Lambert, all the sword fighting as immortals, decapitation, and there can be only one lines. Well, there were wrestlers in that movie. No kidding. Again, they were uncredited, but watch it again and you'll see Samu, Bam Bam, Buddy Roberts, Michael Hayes, and even Rikishi. Just that in itself makes me want to turn on the Netflix and kick back. Then again, I'm a huge Highlander fan. I mean, come on, it's swords. Stallone and Schwarzenegger continued to work with wrestlers in their movies as time progressed. In 1987, Stallone starred in Over the Top, which featured Terry Funk, Scott Norton, and Big John Studd. At the same time, Jesse the Bonnie Ventura starred in Predator and The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Of course, we can't talk about the 1987 year without mentioning the classic romantic comedy that starred Andre the Giant, The Princess Bride. Does anybody want a peanut? Seriously, guys, if you want to see a great year for wrestlers and movies, watch these films. You won't be disappointed, and it's only going to get better from here. Roddy Piper again arrives to the movie world, but this time as the protagonist, Sam Hell, in the movie Hell Comes to Frogtown. I'm sorry, I can't help but laugh because I know the plot. I mean, he is Sam Hell, and he's a prisoner of the women who now run the United States of America after a nuclear war. And due to the war, Mutants have evolved, and humans are now an endangered species due to infertility. Piper is tasked to rescue fertile women from the mutant leader who looks like a giant frog. To make matters worse, and, well, more cheesy, if Piper strays away from his destination, let's just say there's a bomb strapped to his little Piper that will go off. Honestly... As terrible as this sounds, I want to watch it for the humor. There are other Piper movies around at this time to mention, as well as They Live, which again looks like a cheesy, terrible, B-rated film, but it's about zombies this time. I'm going to add that to my list as well. Now we are getting more into where Hogan helps push the connection of wrestling with movies, by having once again a wrestling movie be released. This time is the classic No Holds Barred, which also stars Demolition Axe, Howard Finkel, Mean Gene Okerlund, Jesse the Body Ventura, and a few others. I have seen this one, and it's not bad for being a movie that spotlights wrestling itself. Hogan is the main attraction of wrestling and the WWF champion, and another company wants to buy him out from the WWF, but Hogan will have none of it. So what does the rival company do? They try to set him up in many ways, including having a monstrous opponent by the name of Zeus not only attack Hogan, but all he holds dear. 
Hogan is left with no choice but to face this fierce competitor in a no-holds-barred match where the very life of Hulk Hogan could be at stake. Here's another fun teaser for you, and one that I missed as well when I was younger. Did you know that Hulk Hogan also starred in Gremlins 2, The New Batch? Yep, starring as himself, the wrestling icon was in the monster comedy. Chop that up to another movie I will need to watch again. Here's another great one that people know Hogan is starring, and yes, it was pretty cheesy. Anyone remember the movie Suburban Commando? Yeah, the movie where Hogan is an interstellar hero whose ship was damaged after an interstellar fight and he needs to hide out on Earth until his ship recharges? Remember how his character couldn't tell good guy from bad guy? He even held a knife to the mailman and he would take things very literal? Yeah, it was such a great terrible movie. I love it. Here's something you may not realize though. The Undertaker was in that movie too. That's right. Watch it again and look out for the character named Hutch. That's our beloved dead man. Also around this time, Hogan had his other movie, Mr. Nanny, but I never really watched that, so I have no clue. But maybe one day I'll watch it. Here's one thing I didn't know about, and it has been from one of my favorite movies since my childhood. Anyone else here a big Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan? Do you remember The Secret of the Ooze, you know, with Vanilla Ice singing the ninja rap song? Good times, right? Well, on the part where Shredder becomes Super Shredder, that was actually Big Sexy Kevin Nash playing the ultimate antagonist for our heroes in a half shell. Now, if memory serves me right, Hogan's TV series that he was working on during the time Bischoff picked him up was Thunder in Paradise, which also had its own sequel from what I have found online, but I couldn't find it with IMDb. I have never watched these, but meh. Maybe one day when I'm bored, right? Here at the Sleeper Hold Podcast, we strongly believe in helping others. Therefore, we have decided to feature a charity every quarter that we are supporting and invite you to support as well. Following his induction into this year's WWE Hall of Fame, we have decided to make our first charity, Connor's Cure. Head on over to our website at thesleeperhold.com and click on Connor's Cure on the right side of the page for more information. It's time, it's time for 1995's movie Fist of the North Star. It's Veda time. That's right. Vader played as Goliath in the live movie Fist of the North Star the plot centers around a man who must reverse the cataclysmatic conditions of the apocalyptic world. This is based off of a popular graphic novel, and from what I've been told, it's not a bad movie. I mean, after all, there's been variations of it, even from live action to cartoons and animations. I think this is one I'll be keeping an eye out for to watch whenever I have a chance to find it. Although there are other movies I could mention, I think we need to bring up a comedy that involves Arnold yet again. Anyone remember, it's turbo time! Yeah, that's right, we're talking about the kid movie, Jingle All The Way. So what wrestler was in this movie? Big Show starred as the huge Santa in the movie, 
And if I recall right, it was in the toy factory scene where Arnold is looking for a Turbo Man action figure and is promised that he could get one really easy by going through their little factory. Speaking of comedy, have you ever seen the movie Spy Hard with Leslie Nielsen? Yeah, it's a great movie with a great lead actor. Hogan also starred in this one, but only in a brief area where he was Nelson's tag team member. And although it shouldn't be thought of as a comedy, the movie Batman and Robin was nothing short of being a joke to all comic book movies, while it starred Jesse Ventura as the guard at Arkham Asylum. Another comedy that is worth mentioning is Adam Sandler's The Waterboy, where Big Show starred as Captain Insano. Along with this, a great bioptic comedy, The Man on the Moon, honored one of the great comedians Andy Kaufman, while also starring Jerry the King Lawler and Jim Ross. Remember how we mentioned movies about wrestling, and how they usually are not some of the better movies out there? Yeah, that's definitely a nice way of putting it with the movie Ready to Rumble, which starred David Arquette as taking on some of the WCW superstars, mainly Diamond Dallas Page. Also, in the movie was Sting, Goldberg, Psycho Sid, and Perry Saturn. Now granted, this was a terrible movie, and I like terrible movies, but the fact that WCW then turned around and gave David Arquette the actual WCW championship? That was just dumb. Moving on though, Goldberg did star in Universal Soldier, The Return, while Stacy Keebler was in Bubble Boy. But I have to again mention one of my favorite movie series, while also mentioning a favorite superstar. Highlander Endgame was the final movie of the Highlander series as both Adrian Paul and Christopher Lambert decided it was time for them to step away from the Highlander legacy. During this movie, there was a flashback scene where Edge was facing off against Adrian Paul. It was a good scene. One of the most famous superstars on film lately has been Dwayne The Rock Johnson. His first movie debut was The Mummy Returns, where he was more of a CGI'd Scorpion King. Thankfully, he got to be fully in action outside of the graphics designing in the following movie, The Scorpion King, and its sequels. So let's see here. China was actually in the movie On the Line. She was also being a major role in Third Rock from the Sun, where she was playing as one of the girlfriends. Uh, Jesse Ventura was uncredited for being in Master of Disguise, and Rollerball starred Shane McMahon and Paul Heyman. In Marvel's Spider-Man, Macho Man Randy Savage starred as the wrestling opponent Buzzsaw against Peter Parker after he had gained his powers. Now, going back to The Rock... One great comedy that he was in that I highly, highly recommend for anyone to watch is The Rundown. The Rock is hired to bring back home a mobster's son, who is played by Sean William Scott, and he ends up getting himself into a much deeper situation than he bargained for. I don't want to give too much and be a spoiler, but this was a great movie. One thing I will say from it is, you want a little lightning? Huh? How about a little thunder? You have to definitely watch it to get it. 
Now, Triple H starred in the movie Blade Trinity, which is another Marvel movie, and he played one bad vampire. All while also, Kevin Nash was the Russian in Marvel's movie The Punisher. Nash also starred in DOA, Dead or Alive, but it was okay, it wasn't great though. In 2005, The Rock starred in one of the few movies that was a good success while being based off of a video game. Starring as Sarge in the movie Doom, Rock did a very good job and that was one movie I do recommend as well. Adam Sandler's The Longest Yard was a remake of the classic and starred wrestlers such as Kevin Nash, Steve Austin, Goldberg, and The Great Khali. Another good comedy to involve wrestlers and show how they can have a great sense of humor. The Rock would also star in another great comedy, which was a remake of Get Smart, and he would play as Agent 23. Of course, there are the serious roles that people remember very well. One example is Steve Austin in his movie The Condemned, or Hunt to Kill, or The Expendables. Meanwhile, you have John Cena, who starred in The Marine in 12 Rounds. And speaking of the Marine series, that carried on with sequels that also starred various wrestlers. In the second Marine movie, we had Ted DiBiase Jr. Then for the third and fourth movie, we had The Miz. And in Marine 4, Summer Rae joined The Miz to be also one of the lead roles. One movie that was very well done and picked the perfect actor for it was See No Evil, where Kane played the monstrous killer in the movie. If you have never seen the scary side of Kane, watch this one. I still need to see See No Evil 2 and see if it holds up just as well. But back to the comedy goodness, we have John Cena in Fred the movie, and Big Show in one of his best comedies that he has starred in, Knucklehead, where from what I understand, he actually had a lot of say in the creation of that movie. And who can forget MacGruber, a great comedy spinoff of MacGyver. This starred the great Kali, Kane, Big Show, Mark Henry, and even Y2J, Chris Jericho. Granted, they weren't in the movie for that long, but they had a great spot, and it was wonderful to see them in there. Another good comedy where it involves a superstar that you wouldn't expect to be in its uh, whole roster is The Chaperone. Chaperone has Triple H as the star, and it's a cute family movie that has comedy, but also a great story. To make it really simple, and this is one I definitely recommend, it's just like a family sit-down movie, or if you ever want a really kind of a cute little movie to watch and laugh with with your sweetheart, Triple H plays a dad who, he doesn't really get to see his kids anymore, or his daughter rather, it's just one kid, and he's trying to find a way to right the wrongs, because he's kind of had a bad run in the past. I don't want to go into too much detail, because that would just ruin the movie, but he decides that the best way to spend time with his daughter is to be the chaperone for her school's field trip. And it kind of just spins out from there and kind of goes a little wild and out of control, but also is kind of a great movie for a little bit of action, a lot of comedy, 
and a great family value. So I definitely do recommend that movie. Now, The Rock has been in some other great movies. I believe he's been in at least two G.I. Joe movies, a few Fast and Furious movies, while Randy Orton has also starred in a few movies. Um, For one that I can think of off the top of my head is 12 Rounds number 2, Reloaded, the sequel to the one that we mentioned earlier. In my opinion, though, one of the best hits for a wrestler has been on Dave Bautista's part as Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. If you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy, you need to first off be slapped in the back of the head like Gibbs would do, and then you need to go see this movie. Seriously, pause the podcast, watch the movie, and then come back to me. I can wait. Go. Do. If you haven't seen it, go. Now, that you're back from watching it, or you've already seen it, good. Let's just wrap this up then. We have a few more honorable mentions. The Rock was in Hercules. Haven't seen it yet, but I really would like to see it. I think it's going to be pretty good. Rock really doesn't disappoint that often. Another wrestling-focused movie that, again, looks like it's going to be a cheesy movie, but I definitely want to watch it because, again, I like cheesy movies, is Pro Wrestlers vs. Zombies. It stars Roddy Piper, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, Matt Hardy, and Kurt Angle, who also starred in Sharknado 2. Again, cheesy movie. Kevin Nash was in Magic Mike, which is not one I'm going to watch. I'm going to leave it to the ladies and see if anybody recognizes which part he's in and they can tell me that's all them. Hornswoggle, our favorite little short guy from wrestling, he actually stars in Leprechaun Origins. It's the newest of the Leprechaun series. Now, I've never seen any of the Leprechaun movies in the series. Never really had much interest before because I've heard that they're really really bad and I take my horror films a little bit more serious than I do the cheesy B-rated films but this is something I may end up watching especially since the origins I've heard has actually got some good creepy factor to it and last but not least I want to mention a movie that is coming out soon and I think is one that's going to have a great mention if anybody's seen the most recent Ninja Turtles movie I personally thought it was pretty good It kind of honored more in the comic book than it did anything while still honoring some of the old classic TV. But they're going to make a sequel. And in the sequel, the Celtic warrior Seamus is actually set to be playing in that movie. And he is starring, from what I know, as a pre-mutated rock steady in that movie. I'm sure he's going to still voice act for the mutated form, but I don't think they could make him really look like Rocksteady, even with all the makeup in the world. But pre-mutated Rocksteady, I could see it. Hopefully you do a great job with it, Seamus, just like other people have in their shows. Well, that wraps it up for this show. Uh, We went through a great list, and I had a lot of fun sharing them with you guys. But let me just say this right now. If you have a movie that you know there was a wrestling superstar in that I did not mention and you like it and you highly recommend it, comment. Put it on our page with our thesleeperhole.com on that blog post that has this link to the uh, podcast. 
put on there not only what the movie was but who was in it if you liked it talk a little bit about it share your thoughts i want to hear it because i like movies i like wrestling as you guys know so it's a win-win situation for me and i would love to see what you guys have to recommend that's not on the list right now i know there's plenty more out there also you know this was a great little break from doing a little series but we are going to be coming back with a new series on the next two weeks, starting with our second series, which is going to be all about Behind the Curtain. This is going to be talking a little bit about stuff that you may or may not see that goes on behind the scenes or is stuff that's really not thought about and taken for granted when it comes to the wrestling world by the eyes of the fans. So I hope to have you guys all there. I think you're going to really enjoy it just as much as I'm looking forward to it. And this has been just a great time with you guys so far. I mean, we're only on episode 7. You guys have made it a blast. I've loved sharing my thoughts with you guys, sharing these little stories, and getting feedback here and there from you guys. Please, I encourage you, don't be afraid to comment. Don't be afraid to share with it. And don't worry about just sending me personal messages here and there. Let, you know, let your voice be heard. If all else fails, you may not have me disagree with you, but you may have somebody else that disagrees or agrees, and it can bring up a great conversation, and who knows? You may inspire for another episode on the podcast. You may even inspire for me to say, hey, let me get a hold of you and have you be a special guest on the podcast. I would love to have you here and love to actually share your thoughts as well, even if it's just the comments. Anyway been a great episode great talking with you guys and this is priest signing off and looking forward to seeing you in two weeks thank you for listening to the sleeper hold podcast don't forget to visit our website at thesleeperhold.com to comment on episodes read our blog for information about the quarterly charity and more see you in two weeks